If you've started running recently or you've just picked up the intensity of your running, I want to make sure that you are not making some of the most common mistakes I see. And I see them, but I was also a part of them as well. I took up a lot of running this time last year. I did three runs per week and I built up my uh, mileage quite a fair amount during that month. It was the most I'd ever committed to exclusively running in my life. And I found that I ran into some of these problems. Thankfully, my coach helped me not make too many of these mistakes. But today I want to share five of the most common common running mistakes I see and make sure that you guys are able to avoid these as well. So let's jump straight into it with number one, which is doing too much running too soon. When it comes to any type of fitness activity that you take up, you want to go for a gradual approach. You want to build the foundations and then just slowly incrementally go more and more and more. And I guess certain sports and certain maybe even gym pursuits have limitations because if you can go to the gym every day, there's only going to be a certain amount that your muscles can do before you can't lift a certain amount of weight. Whereas with running, with cycling, with walking maybe, those are the type of things that we can continuously do. And of course we will find ourselves being sore, but we can get tempted into doing quite a lot, especially when we look at our body and we're like, hey, we did so much running in the past. I walk all the time. I'm relatively healthy and fit and we can go in and do it too much too soon. But what we don't recognize is that our cardiovascular system has to catch up. Our joints need to catch up. Our body needs to acclimatize to the amount of volume that we're placing through it. We don't realize that when we are running, we're placing a lot of force through our legs and it's very, very repetitive as well. And therefore, if you're jumping in from not doing that much to covering a ton of miles per week, you're probably going to find yourself getting injured or being incredibly sore, which is not going to help you out when it comes to longevity. Number two is not having the right footwear, clothing, or equipment. It's honestly amazing how much of a difference it can make when you are wearing the right clothing and you have the right equipment with you when you're out for a run, especially with the ever-changing weather conditions. If you're in the UK right now, it's pretty damn cold and it can be wet as well. So it's hard to know whether you should go out in a hoodie, shorts, will I get too hot? Will I get too cold? Does my footwear have enough grip in it so that I don't fall in the rain? And let's go for it step by step. First thing with the footwear is that the trainers that you've had for years and years probably aren't sufficient if you're going to take up running on a regular basis. I highly, highly recommend investing in a decent pair of running shoes. And most running stores, they will analyze your gait. So they'll get you on a treadmill. They'll get you running and walking. They'll see the certain way that you run and walk. And then they will be able to suggest or even tailor a certain pair of running shoes to you. And this is such a wise thing to do if you want to give yourself a chance at protecting yourself from injuries and you want to protect the longevity of your running as well. So that's the first step. When it comes to clothing, I would say that this is kind of a trial and error. You might find that you're someone who doesn't get super warm or doesn't sweat too much, or you might find that you are. My recommendation would be to start with more layers because you can always take them off. Yes, it's a bit inconvenient to carry them, but it's even more inconvenient if you have to go back home because you're freezing cold or you're getting you know absolutely drenched because of the rain. So first things first is actually check the weather forecast. That's a really important one. You might have a dry morning and a wet afternoon. So it might be beneficial to go out on your run a little bit earlier in the day. But then also start off and see how you get on with wearing maybe a beanie, wearing some leggings, maybe wearing a rain jacket, and then see what works for you. I found that wearing a beanie was really nice when I ran. I quite liked that. During the winter months, I would happily wear shorts. I didn't have too much issue with that. But usually I'd wear leggings underneath as well, just to keep that extra warmth in. I do think favoring on the side of warmer is better than colder, just given the fact that we want to keep our muscles as warm as possible to 
once again prevent our chances of injury. And then finally, equipment. I personally do not run with a water bottle. I just make sure that I'm hydrated beforehand. And usually I wasn't running much more than 10K. And I would say that for a 10K, you don't really need a water bottle. You might, but I found as long as I was sufficiently hydrated before I headed out on my run, and I obviously rehydrated upon my return, it wasn't too much of a challenge. Another thing to consider is the headphones, just making sure that they are slotted in your ears. Again, the difference between a well-fitting pair of headphones and not can make a big difference on your run, where your phone is gonna sit. Potentially, you're gonna get one of those things where you can strap on your arm to make sure that you're not having to worry about them being in your pocket. Where your keys are gonna go, are you gonna take like a separate like side bag or something? You really have to consider all of these things because again, they can make a very big difference. My rule of thumb here would be take as little as possible and try and not have to hold anything in your hands whilst you're running because it can affect your technique as well. The third common mistake I see is that you are only running. As much as if you want to get better at running, you should do a lot of running. If you want to be the strongest runner you can be, probably throwing in a little bit of resistance training alongside that is going to be beneficial. Maybe even some yoga, maybe even some Pilates. The best runners are going to be the ones who do things to supplement their running outside of just the runs that they do. You're going to be far better off from, again, an injury and a longevity standpoint if you've got strong muscles. And yes, running will strengthen your muscles, but not in the same way that resistance training will, not in the same way that yoga and Pilates will. So I think it's always a good idea to have a little something else within your repertoire that isn't just running. For me, I was resistance training three to four times alongside my runs as well, but resistance training is my number one anyway, so it just kept in alongside that. And that brings me on to the fourth mistake that I see a lot, which is not doing a sufficient amount of flexibility and mobility work. So if you are someone who is on the side of the first thing I said, which is doing too much running too soon, you are going to experience a lot of soreness and in areas that you didn't realize. So the one area that really bothers me when I run a lot is the front of the shin, that muscle there called the tibialis anterior, and my calves were just getting incredibly, incredibly tight. So I started stretching very, very frequently, almost every single day. And on the areas that were specifically tight, maybe three times a day, I'd actually stand on my sofa, funnily enough, because it was the only area where I could bring my heel down so I could get sufficient stretch on my calf, but I would be standing up there maybe three or four times a day just to relieve the tension in that area. And we have to respect our body's need for that. If we're throwing more at it, we have to acknowledge that we're going to have to do more in order to make sure that our muscles stay mobile and supple. And I should have added recovery into this as well. So definitely want to make sure that you're upping your game on the recovery front. Maybe it's more sleep. Maybe it's better quality nutrition. Maybe it's more ice baths and cold exposure. Whatever it is, make sure you're doing more of it. And number five on the most common mistakes I see when people get started with running is that they underestimate that running is a skill. Just because you can put one foot in front of the other doesn't make you a great runner. Yes, we can run, but there is a technique to running. I massively underestimated this, and I'll admit that. I did just go out thinking that I knew enough, whereas once I did some research and I looked into it a little bit more, I was like, oh, okay, that's how my shoulders should be. That's how my stride should be. So do a little bit of research, and if you do want to get serious about it, go get yourself a running coach, and perhaps if you did decide to take the advice and go to the running store and get your gait analyzed, they can probably give you some advice based on what they see as well. So do your research and don't underestimate that this is in fact a skill. So I hope that helps team. I hope that has you having many more enjoyable runs. I hope it keeps you injury free and has you running for a long time. Take care and I'll speak with you all tomorrow. And that was the Simply Fit Podcast. I hope you gained a huge amount of value from today's episode. I feel inspired to improve your health and well-being. Be sure to search for Simply Fit in Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify, or anywhere else you get your podcast from. 
and go ahead and subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes. Also, if you like the episode, please don't forget to give it a five-star rating. I'd love to hear your feedback or any questions you have. So reach out to me on social media. You'll find me on Facebook and Instagram at Elliot Hassoun. Thank you so much for listening. And I look forward to talking with you all on the next one.